0: Hey guys, Murray Valeriano from the Road Stories Podcast. Just a quick note to let you know, I'll be going dark for the next few weeks. I have some prior commitments I cannot get out of, and uh, I will be shutting down, but I will be back September 3rd with a brand new show. The Road Stories podcast is now a part of All Things Comedy Network, started by Al Madrigal and Bill Burr. I'm very excited to be with this network. I've avoided networks my whole time, but uh, these guys have a great, uh, great thing going on over there. I joined the ranks of other great podcasts like The Dork Forest. Walking the Room and Comedy Film Nerds. I'm very excited about it. Um, But in the meantime, while I'm down, like us on the Facebook page because I will be featuring episodes of the Road Stories podcast from the past that I love, plus other podcasts that I've been guests on, like uh, Comedy Film Nerds and Mike Siegel's Travel Tales and Never Not Funny Presents Rock Solid, so like us on the Facebook page, plus I'll be posting clips of the comics and uh, other music videos and stuff like I usually do, so like us on the Facebook page, and if you feel so inclined, write a review. I really appreciate the reviews that have been written lately, Uh, a lot of great things have been said about the show, and I definitely appreciate that. So, without any further ado, I present this show today taped from the Nerdist Theater, a little. wonky in the beginning on the sound but if you bear with it for two minutes it's a great episode this episode features writer comedian actor rick overton and writer actor comedian greg travis who's best known for his character the punk rock magician so sit back relax enjoy this i'll see you guys in september and as always i ask this question
1: you want to know about life on the road
0: it's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers, waving guns, and bees, fights, kettle flights, running with the runs, and black lists, bounce checks, great, at bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fits, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. <laughs> but uh,
2: before we um, went on, Rick and I were talking about how in the 80's it was so much easier to get through the airport to go on the road like I literally wake up and did wake up sometimes 40 minutes before my plane took off and still make it on the plane like it took me 20 minutes going down La Siena to get to LAX I get a cab zip the cab down to the LAX drop me off right in front of the airport I'd already have my ticket so I go straight to the gate and then you know, if you got it was, your ticket in the mail, I, I already had my ticket. I bought it, and it would be mailed to me by the uh, by the, the travel date. agent. Yeah, you know, so I'd already have it in hand, so I wouldn't have to do it. And then I could check my bag at the gate once I got up there. The security was, you know, just breezed through. Sure, boom, boom. You know, could carry any bag through. And then I literally at one point, a plane had already left the gate, and I <laughs> made them come back really and let me on the plane i got so crazy i told her it was a matter of life and death because i had, you know you leave on a tuesday to go do your shows through the week and i i just had just missed it It just started
0: pulling back and I literally had them pulled back. You know, <laughs>
2: that was amazing
0: that that happened. Man, I had to run in and get a pair of headphones. I left after I deboarded and almost got arrested. <laughs> like I wasn't. They like crossed arm me at there. They're like, oh, no, really? no, we'll send somebody in and get it. Oh my god! And of course, it wasn't there because yeah. oh crap, the steward just pocketed it or something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like what year did you guys get started? Uh, I was early
2: '80s. I was like '80, 80, '81. I was already out there doing it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I started doing stand up uh, in '71. I was a really in high school. I was a comedy team. Back east, you were doing the Jersey. road like mid seventies, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were two guys out there before the boom, just doing colleges. That's when you do like nooners at the Ratskeller. <laughs> uh, nooners, everybody. Uh, uh, there'd be some kid come out. Everybody, um, every the um kid, um, a little yeah. more um than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's a big um. bucket of um, um, uh, people. Uh, we have uh, two people who here who uh, believe they can entertain you. One of those, you know, the qualification right, guy right, the right, nothing right. is real, <laughs> the man is bullshit, kid. You know, and then you'd have to just sort of blur past him and try to put them back in a showbiz frame of they mind think after funny. that. <laughs> yeah, they, they believe themselves to be funny, so perhaps you can judge for yourself. Yeah, Please welcome. Right. And then he'd, <clears throat> uh, Overton and Sullivan, he'd read, you know. Uh, make sure to make sure the passive-aggressive and eyes down to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> never heard of you before. And then you'd, you'd get on there and, and oh, here's the, here's the talk. You waited in the airport, you know. You waited in the airport until there's nobody, until it's just your one bag going round and round on the carousel. Finally, the college kid walks up with an 8 by 10 and goes, oh, you changed your hair. <laughs> and then you're riding in the back of his pickup truck because he's got some shit from moving in the front seat. So you're sitting with his wind blowing you around. He goes, do you mind if we stop by the club first? <laughs> <laughs> during the day, yes, I always love to stop, stop by the club, club during the first. day when I'm exhausted. <laughs> that was yeah. the whole plan. Do my... <laughs> poo-poo-too-too-poo-poo. Poo, poo, too, too, poo, poo. Great. It works. Now can I go face down? And, uh, and Oh, and then you meet the club owner who's got his face in a bucket of blow. He pops up kabuki white face and goes, Oh, we gotta find you a place to stay, my man. Ha-ha-ha! Ha! And you are riding in the car with him and the, there's trees going by and you're like, this is cl- not anywhere close to the go. Oh, it's in the middle of everything, man. So you're in the center. And then you see a government radiation warning sign go by and now there's no bark on the trees anymore and <laughs> he pulls off the road to this muddy dirt trail and there's a trailer in the middle of nowhere with two flats leaning to one side you're gonna be in my daughter's room yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you don't, mind, paint, nah.
0: you don't <laughs> mind my daughter being in there do you don't let anything happen
1: <laughs> 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 <Ha-ha>, i'm crazy <laughs>
0: So it was an easy climb to fame is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you meet the waitress who, who goes, you know, I, oh,
1: I can't believe I'm going home with you. This is like something I never do. And then when she gets on the bed she's like, I'd like to open with a little something I call the Kirkenbauer. Splopity, sploop, splopity, sploop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> How, wow, is Bill Kirkenbauer still around? I mean, oh, God
1: bless him! Of course, yeah, I think he, he is. lives
0: down in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love
1: Kirkenbauer. Hey, yeah, Billy, yeah. wherever you are, shout out! Yeah. To oh, the yeah, very funny. Yeah, I worked Bill with him Kirkenbauer. A few Times, yeah.
2: And you're out of Texas, right? I am out of Dallas. Yes. Yep, I came out here, went to film school uh, '79, mm-hmm. and then uh, started doing stand-up at the Comedy Store and the Improv. While I was doing that, and um, got a little um, like America's Search for Tomorrow Star sure, sure. kind of
0: show, and. Uh, that you, led to other things. You have one of my favorite credits ever, and I've had one other person who's been on the show, uh, on that same credit on the show. And who? What was it? Tom Dreesen, maybe, or is either Tom Dreesen or Bobby Collins? You're on Thick of the Night. Thick
2: of the Night. Yes, Thick Alan, of, Thick. Alan Thick's late night. My talk girlfriend show. at the time, Julie Brown, uh, not downtown right, Julie right. Brown, but the blonde, Julie, the, the, blonde the, the blonde
0: song and from
2: Earth Girls Are yeah, yeah, Easy. Yeah, or yeah, easy yeah, Julie yeah Brown. exactly oh, yeah. that Julie Brown was writing for some shows. He used to be like a variety producer uh-huh. on Thick. Okay. And so uh, she was writing for him, and then when he got his own talk show, uh, he knew me from, you know, we knew each other. Oh, so. great. Yeah, it was mm. good.
0: It was good. The first, uh, first time I ever saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers was on that show. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm much <laughs> younger than you guys, but I was much younger than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a pretty good time to be at the, store. was that after the strike? During this, yeah, that was
2: sort of right. uh, I think the strike was like eighty one or something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Was it was a weird time. Yeah, I really didn't get too involved in that, and I actually moved more towards the improv during that period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mitzi at the comedy store was a little scary.
0: Sure, still uh, very
2: intimidating, and uh, I didn't quite understand what was going on over there. Mm -hmm. I did a big show in their main room and had a great experience with it, and. It just – they were kind of real political and hard to really understand. There was a lot of backstabbing, a lot of right. inner politics that I didn't – Well, you'll be happy to know that there's no
0: more backstabbing or politics <laughs> in comedy, so that's
1: really <laughs> – A thing of the past. Welcome yeah, was to little, your was glide pathway future.
0: <laughs> there's no but, comedy uh, on Elysium. <laughs> yeah, in the early
2: 80s on, the comedy club sort of boomed. I mean, there was – there was a few like down in Florida, mm-hmm. and there was some in California, and, and they all started to like pop up uh, from about 81 on. Yeah. And uh, Rick and I rode that wave. Timed it. Yeah, know, and, yeah. And then we worked Jeez. all of them as headliners. And uh, you know, I was headlining by, you know, I middled for like maybe one year Okay, when I started headlining. And just, I mean, it was amazing because. It was sort of like the comedian was a little bit of a rock star back then, you know. Right. He would come into town and all the strippers would show up, <laughs> sure, and pick it and choose which comic they wanted for still the week. Happens, yeah. Still happens, still happens. <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, there was this one club up in Alaska that was a uh a strip joint, uh-huh. and a friend of mine booked it as a comedy club on the weekends. Right. Well, guys coming to a strip joint, the last freaking thing they want to <laughs> see is comics. Anchorage, so was, yeah, Anchorage, Alaska. So it was a uh, hell gig. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there was one guy who put out, pulled out a gun and said, "Where's the women? I want to see the tits, god dang it!" And he fired the gun wow. while I was on stage, and the bouncer walked over to him and said, "Sir, you, you know," said something to him. He got up and walked out. And later I said, Lavelle, what did you say to that guy?" He said, "I told him if he didn't put his gun away and get out of here, he'd never be allowed back in again because they didn't have many places to go." Right, right. <laughs> that was more
1: war- threatening <laughs> was, than saying, "We're going to kill you, beat yeah, you up, we won't yeah, let you back yeah. in to look at the girls." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like, like taking privileges to go, to go. away. Yeah.
2: But um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and then and then the other aspect of the '80s was that cocaine was everywhere. People sure, would like give you cocaine, would slip it in your pocket after mm-hmm. a show. The club owner, the managers were on it. The
0: wait staff, the, everybody was like blow happy. Yeah. You know? I heard people yeah. getting paid. I, I never mean, did any. No, I don't, but, I'm don't. i not. I'm not, I'm not. We point no fingers. Yeah, We point no fingers on <laughs> this the show. Way
1: today, it's always buy the comic another round while he's on stage. Mm-hmm. And they keep feeding around. So the comic, everybody wants to feed you a shot. A sure, You're with them for the show.
0: Right. I always feel bad because somebody did that to me last week and they bought me a drink on stage. And I always feel bad because... You don't gonna, drink. I do drink, but um, I drink for free at the club. And I always feel bad because they're shelling out another 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, well, I, always I, I, mean, I drink it. Don't get me wrong. like
2: an overpaid alcohol salesman. That's really what we
0: are. Yeah, you know, like sometimes that's the truth, isn't I, it? You
1: have to have a slide screen come down behind you goes, well, Actually, what you just thought you spent on a shot of Jim Beam is actually going to go to feed this family in Guatemala for more than a week. And if you could all just,
0: I, I'm sorry, I want to bring the tone down just a little bit right
1: now.
0: <laughs> and there are other families that need to be fed also. So and if you so want to buy a few more keep shots. buying me a few more shots. <laughs> so how did you guys cross paths? Coming out of Inglewood, New Jersey, and um, Dallas, we Texas. Met at the
2: Improv, he yeah. came
0: out from New York and started working at uh,
2: my club, and, mm-hmm. uh, the Improv there on Melrose. That's and just two in three incarnations
1: ago of yeah, the Improv. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I bet. Right. It and then he's like a, a different bird now. Yeah, yeah. He needed
2: a place to stay, so he slept on my sofa while he was.
1: Yeah, yeah, we became pals yeah. ever yeah. since those first, those uh, first came out here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: Shooting those early Travis videos. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we did a lot of comedy videos back in the 80s. They came out with that Panasonic home camera that was like a low-light camera mm-hmm. uh, for uh, consumer use. Right. And so uh, my friend in New York was a filmmaker. We made films back in high school together. And so we each got one of those and started cranking out these new you know, new
0: videos. And, and you uh, did a bunch for SNL too,
2: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. What, what Based were on those? some of
2: the ones I'd done, I got a little deal to do a couple of shorts for SNL. When I got there in New York, there was another situation that was really strange and bizarre to, you know, to try to figure out what was going on with that. I literally did not understand how they put a show up every Saturday. Oh, really? It was so unorganized. Really? And so just What's going on here? You know, you couldn't get a straight answer out of anybody. It was really weird. Hmm. And the guy who was running the short film division was never there. <laughs> <He> never <laughs> showed up.
1: You're
0: in the same
2: office, and he was living with Lauren in his mansion, and he was never there in the office. I was like, I don't understand this at all. It was crazy. Doing blow in the mansion. I guess so. Yeah, Not I to disparage
0: so. whoever was running me. that.
2: Yeah, it was a a fun thing. I did a thing called Andy Warhol's 15-second workout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I got to go to Andy's studio to uh, do a little research for it and uh, got to meet him. I met him at an art opening he had earlier. But as I was leaving, they gave me the whirlwind tour. And as I was leaving, he came in and started going through these books. And so you know, I said hi, and he waved. and, And then I stood there for a little while, and I watched him. And he wasn't the same Andy Warhol that you usually see, the kind of dumb blonde, oh hi. Right. He was like really sharp and really fast and really together and was going through all these photograph books of these four pictures sewn together and like a four pack, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow, this is a different different kind of guy, you know. I was I was I was really amazed that he had like put on an act all yeah, those yeah. years it's it kind of actually like that David Lynch routine of like oh hi right how you doing as hi. soon as he's in the car yeah and soon then he's like yeah, you know and then he's like you know, right. like, you know real sharp and real right together. <laughs>
1: get Jeff on the phone right now <laughs> <laughs> call my agent call my, call my agent. agent let's yeah. go 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 <laughs> yeah. go beep beep go <laughs> exactly that's sort of the way it was it was interesting <laughs> oh that's cool it's like the end of Usual Suspects yeah yeah Kaiser Sose, oh it's him yeah
0: so did you take off to New York first since it was so close, or... Yeah. hit New yeah. York first? Yeah,
1: when I was in my team, we went to New York. And it was grew Sullivan, up new, Overton, grew, Overton and Sullivan? Overton and Roger uh, Rick Overton and <sighs> Roger Sullivan. Okay. were you grew from New Jersey? Engle, Englewood, New Jersey. Roger was from Hohokus, and we, uh, you know, we, we were into the art of the art of the art form of it until mm. you start getting paid yeah suddenly it's about whose premise was more important than whose punchline right right down the road you go and you know it becomes very finite after that sure and so uh i went out on, on my own in 78 oh, well that's and a
0: good run though what was that 71 to 78 was yeah that's a pretty good run for a pair
1: good you know i was on another team before that i was mm-hmm. in uh over to him, Pastor with Tom Pastor, and he's uh, oh, wow, he lives in Florida. You. Yeah, and that was my first team. Was that then, like
2: a six month thing? Or?
1: Yeah. Well, he, as soon as school was out, it started to fall apart because he started <laughs> moving down to. But well, we were hilarious in school. We we're doing all assemblies. You're starting to nail this. Girls are looking at you and laughing at you, giving that okay nod. I think we know what we're doing here yeah. now. You know that first sense <laughs> that we're comics. a right. do a thing, get a result. Do it three times, keep getting a result. You go, okay, that's sort of the foundation for. I'm starting to lock in my identity around an activity right this might be an activity that identifies my life mm-hmm you're starting to figure it out. It's giving me all the things I like. Attention, <laughs> people back off, they like you more, they give you more things, so this could work out. Sure. And then, then uh, you know, his his occupation took him off to Florida, so I found, I need another partner, I can't do this on my own, found Raj, boom, that went for a while, then it did its thing, and then I was on my own after
0: that. Awesome. In 78. So how? So the clubs popped up in New York by 78?
1: Yeah, they were starting to.
0: Okay. Uh, they were you still, were at the Improv. They still had the really, Playboy were Clubs. were the Improv,
2: and, or, were you mid-70s at the yeah. improv yeah yeah,
1: yeah. early so mid-70s you saw all the greats there oh i used to come in and see you know uh, richard Pryor come in and work on a set and then yeah. rodney would follow i had to follow rodney a lot
0: really yeah wow well, he's not gonna wait
1: for me to go <laughs> you know I, I understand that so <laughs> the training gym is you're wearing these weighted gloves when you go
0: on yeah and uh, that was, rodney was
2: going on at the improv then
0: oh yeah
1: holy cow
0: what year did he open in his clubs Probably in the eighties, right? No, it was earlier. You than talking that. about the Rodney uh, Dangerfield's Danger? has been
1: open for a long time. Oh, I didn't oh, think well it that opened was the in the eighties, seventies. Yeah, yeah. There might have been more Dangerfield's sure. extensions there, but I remember the original Dangerfield's being from, from mm. before that. And you, and you just mentioned the Playboy Club. They had the Playboy Club. You used yeah. to do them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I did that. Some, some Playboy clubs.
2: And I was at. Um, I took a trip, I think in '78, and uh, got to see the playboy club in london which was a great club that was like one of the best ones you know uh, yeah, the Playboy Clubs, I worked a few times.
0: They were in Chicago. The
2: right? LA Playboy Club. I, I did an opening act for a singer. Mm-hmm. And they were all Japanese businessmen. Didn't understand a word I was saying. You <laughs> right. Know? It was like it was all tourists by then. You yeah, know? yeah. They had sort of been had their day and were on the downslide. Right, right. Yeah, it was pretty depressing, you know. And now the comedy stylings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's he talking about?
0: <laughs> How was. Uh uh, I also read that you uh, went on the road with Cher for a little while, Greg. I did. I did. I. She saw me
2: on the uh, HBO Rodney Dangerfield special, mm-hmm. and uh, you really liked me, so they called me in for that, and uh, that was weird. That was sort of a different thing, because I was usually used to being a, you know, independent contractor sure. where you fly to the gig, you're in a nice hotel, and then we were going from gig to gig on buses, and I would wake up in these coffin-like sleepers. Right. And I'd be in the back of a huge auditorium when I got out of the bus. It was so strange, but parked right inside. That was a different experience because you would play these big stadiums where you could hear the laughter going all the way back mm-hmm. to the, and then coming all the way back. You know, oh, the pond ripple. Yeah, yeah, the to ripple coming oh,
0: back like some, sonar. Yeah, That's amazing. You had to adjust your timing, I guess. Yeah, then, right, a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
1: and you have to be a little more hand wavy and gesticular. Yeah, they're just <laughs> so looking the at a little sun. bitty little dot, bit little bitty
2: dot down there.
1: You know, you got to be really big and run around a little a more lot. bouncy yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> what type uh what type of uh because i always think of new york because i grew up in just outside of wayne new jersey i don't know if oh, you're familiar yeah, where? where that is uh, a little town called Pequannock. oh yeah the pompton plains area uh-huh. so there were always a bunch of like one-nighters circulating in new york were they s- s- popping up around then when you were out in new york or yeah
1: every now and then or uh, yeah. the, the pizza place that this place once they found it, it was popular elsewhere and they wanted a piece of it to draw customers sure Everybody had a comedy night, and the worst wrong angle, bad acoustics, no view, (laughs) unbelievable other elements of noise around you. So, you know, some styles were developed just as the entire style is to compensate for that hellish start-out circumstance, and then they became the style when you no longer needed to use it to compensate, and they forgot that was it. It's the way a guy forgets when he's holding his hand on his forehead like this. It's to get his hair out of the way to show Nicholson's widow's peak. Right, right. And you're not just supposed to be slapping your hand on your bald head. The, the, the tradition has lost its roots.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember doing a gig in Orange, New Jersey. It was all an Italian crowd. Mm-hmm. It was like a very... I guess Italian area in North Jersey.
0: Really? That's strange. <laughs> How would they not expect? I mean, they're,
2: they had like uh, th- th- who's the guy with the leather jacket? Uh, the, he was like the big hero. Dice, then. dice was their god. Sure, and, of course. You know, this was like late '80s. And I'm doing this gig, and I'm I'm doing pretty well with the crowd. And there's this guy. Down front, who's got this sort of blonde with the 60s bouffant hair. And she's enjoying herself, watching me. And I keep hearing him out of the corner of my ear going, Quit looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, for real? They're sitting on the very front row. And she's like, I'm watching. I'm having fun. Leave me alone. We're looking at him. You're looking at him too much. Stop looking at him. (laughs) I'm like, how could you take your date to the front row and tell her not to look at the
1: act? It's very telling. That's the guy with the, uh, uh, you know, God is saying, and you... I will leave with no subtext filter. <laughs> you will say everything you're thinking.
0: <laughs> Quit looking at him. So what, what would you, like, have to take the train out to these pizza places? and Sure. Yeah?
1: A lot of, ter- lot of train rides, a lot sure. of bus rides. They're back there, and, you know, it's like it was pretty impractical to think of having a car in New York City. Yeah. Uh, mass transit's pretty well sorted there. I can live with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was that's where you had your notebook and you processed everything. And if you left your notebook, you are so stomach plunge fucked. <laughs> <bet>. That you <laughs> know, you know what a zolly is. You know jokes all the way out, all the way out. But it has record of everything. Anyone could use your brilliant stuff. Do <laughs> you, know, uh, 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 you know what a zolly is? I do not. That's a Hitchcock shot where you zoom in, yet dolly out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. oh, that's not. when the violins go up, but the cello goes down right, right, at right. the same uh, time. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the stomach feeling when you lose your notebook. <laughs> that shot in Jaws,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, Coming up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know yeah. it was a Zolli. Zolly. That's a good name. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when the
1: hallway just suddenly stretches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a <laughs>
0: well, did you ever keep any of those notebooks? No, oh. I did. damn it! I I, have, I,
1: I kept... found one, an early one, and I was dancing around. little yeah. but I was I was not very proud of all the bits though. <laughs> I mean, I I want to keep it, but I don't. must not share
2: it. <laughs> well, the thing is, that when you're high on you'd get high on pot, and then you get some premise, and you get about halfway through the page, and then you like get back to that later, but <laughs> you yeah, yeah. never did, you know. <laughs> and so you don't really know, have a full idea of what the hell you. are had in mind, you just have sort of a half note that may be a bit, but didn't really go anywhere. My refrigerator singing. <laughs> what yeah. The fuck? yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these That's like not funny <laughs> ideas
0: that just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> were there a lot of one-nighters Tons. circulating uh popping up around los angeles bit. there
2: were disco clubs that would have a comedy night mm-hmm. and there was like pizza. oh with no stage kind of in the middle you, of the well, dance yeah floor. you'd get out on the dance floor you know and there was a lot of like um well in the early days i did a lot of opening for um they had all of these rock clubs that were still sort of popular mm-hmm. left over from the 70s down at the beach mm-hmm. like the golden bear and some of these uh where's this uh, these are like in beach towns, like Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach, and, yeah. You know, I mean, they even went as far down as like you know La Jolla and San Diego. Mm-hmm. There was these little rock and roll clubs all up and down the coast. What capacity? And I would go and open for groups, and I opened for like Earthwind and Fire. I Open for all these big rock groups who were like, you know, just either doing a little quick set, like Captain Beefheart. Sure, sure. You know these kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, they were just so messed up. I mean, there would be like guys who would be like, you know, really, they'd have like two or three really big hits. They'd get out there and the audience wouldn't be the way they wanted to be. So they'd walk off. And then they'd try to get me to go back out there. and Fill the time because <laughs> the club owner didn't want to give everybody money back. I remember moments back. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get out there, get back no, out there, make Do, them happy, make them happy. I make don't them want impossible. To, yeah, happy. You gotta give, I gotta talk to him, see if I can get him to come back. You gotta go out there. I'm
0: like, <laughs> Fuck you! I'm not
2: going out there again. I've already done my half hour. Right, you know? right. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I saw um, Paul Rodriguez open for Gato Barbier. Oh yeah. When he was completely drugged out. And he Paul went 45 minutes, then went off the stage, came back, did another 15, and then we had to wait another half an hour after Paul got Forgot off for me. him to come out. He came out, played one song, and left. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like, whoa.
1: What's Paul Rodriguez concert.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like, well, you wow. can do it,
1: man. He's yeah. a machine out there. Yeah, he is. But He's there great. was
2: a lot of craziness going on in that time because of the drugs. Sure. You know, and I met Nick Nolte backstage, came backstage, you know, I was like, where can we go? I was like, well, oh, I got a dressing room right here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I haven't been out of the house in nine months.
0: <laughs> so opening for bands was pretty tough back then? Um,
2: no, it was actually fun. I mean, yeah. you know, I had a certain joke uh, thing, then, and they loved the punk magician. I sure, was sure. doing that at the time. And so I was kind of a rock and roll uh, friendly comedy yeah, yeah you know comedian and uh, yeah i mean that was kind of my thing you know so. yeah
0: well that worked i guess yeah. that makes sense yeah, yeah it
2: worked good actually
0: rick you ever open for bands oh, yeah i opened for different people for john cougar sure I Opened for uh a
1: few times i opened for ricky nelson a lot mm-hmm. and uh back east and uh, uh peter paul and mary wow. oh wow yeah was That's down in the cellar door, or, you know, oh, across yeah. the street from the Exorcist Steps. Oh, oh
0: well, yeah, right, right that, yeah.
1: that sweet little club that in that old, you know, 200-year-old building there. Yeah, yeah. There wow. like, a lot of talent went up on there. So I, I was constantly running back and forth to D.C. to work gigs down there yeah. in, the, in the late 70s, early
0: 80s. <laughs> it's weird to put comedy in front of Peter, Paul, and Mary. You get them all oh, fired no, up and yeah. laughing, and then everybody just mollows out and gets. On. <laughs> oh,
1: I'd much prefer that to certain other kinds of energies. Like yeah. not, the John Cougar crowd wasn't always on my
0: side because oh, really? right. they
1: uh, timed the drug wrong, and they're expecting
0: just the other act. And right. Oh no,
1: I can't be peeking for him. <laughs> and uh,
0: nothing there's... worse than high farmers. <laughs> <laughs> These weren't
1: all farmers. Oh yeah.
0: No. Oh, he had he had a he had, a, he had a kind of a rock and roll startup before he kind of went into the the farm. Yeah, world. yeah. Didn't scene. he was in the biker scene? He was the biker scene, right? And yeah. Just
1: you know, pe- people with product in their hair. And yeah, you yeah. Know. Was that seventies or early eighties? Uh, early, early eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was just John Mellencamp. Yeah. And, right. uh, opened for Elvis Costello. Oh, very cool. And uh, Air Supply. Clean. Remember, it's a rock cloud, but work crowd, but work clean. <laughs> oh, I know one. H- how clean?
2: You know, rock and roll clean. <laughs> <laughs> I opened for. What's um, that? I opened for um, – um, oh, man, I'm spacing out. Who's the the black artist that uh, uh, died here recently? Uh, James Brown. James Brown. Down at the oh, – it was close to San Diego. And they said, if you say one curse word, James Brown will not come out, and they will blame it on you. <laughs> and I'm like, you're kidding me. And I was the only white person in the room. Right, you right. Know? No so, pressure. Have a good yeah, set. <laughs> like, yeah. Have a good set. <laughs> so – Go ahead, tear it up there, buddy. <laughs> uh, he, was in a re- he was in some sort of a religious phase. He uh-huh. wouldn't come out of the bus until right before he went on. And So anyway, I got up there, and I did the best I could. With, it was totally clean. And and um, then sat back in the back of the room and watched him work. And oh, my God, was he amazing. Oh, I bet. Oh, and those little rooms, the energy was so intense. Yeah. And the crowds were great.
0: Yeah, it was a fun fun night i always love when they tell you to be clean you know yeah. and then you know the audience is yelling fuck you get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> or or they tell you uh i remember i was hoping for somebody who i won't say and there's like you have to be super squeaky clean and i'm like all right i'm fine i can be clean i don't, I don't care i go off and be clean first joke out of his mouth is he's teabagging the gravy bowl you know <laughs> so it's like <laughs> It's like what? All, all he's saying is, leave some for me. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, I guess, don't dirty it up. Yeah. Well, I used to you know, he's open for Schimmel before he passed. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. reason he brought—he was my
1: neighbor. For he used to years. live upstairs,
2: yeah. directly uh, yeah. upstairs from Greg on I Genesee. Up both of his little kids, really. Yeah,
0: Jessica oh, very and, cool. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But he used to bring me because people felt like they could be as dirty as they wanted going up in front of him, and it would just get too filthy and yeah, it
2: would mess him up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. We're that's right over here, right?
2: We lived in an apartment off of Genesee near Fairfax High School. In the oh, okay. It okay, from enough. about 85. 80- Four to eighty-eight or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. He was right by downstairs, and his brother moved into that building too. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jeff's a good writer. Yeah. It was the Just? Schimmel Travis compound. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yep. much owned that place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Comics coming and going. And yeah. 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 That was when rent were actually reasonable. I think that place was like five hundred a month. It was a big two bedroom. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Oh the big. hell we raised in that place, man. You got so much more than five a month out of <laughs> oh, that place, dude. No, <laughs> did we ever? Oh, you run that a room. So that I'm bad only boy paying out. two
2: fifty a month. We're right. on the road all the time. Yeah, yeah. So we're not never there.
1: And you there. weren't required to have all this crap on you. You had a notebook, you would check your phone messages with a page noisemaker that makes a machine at home play back right. over the dial phone. That's how you did everything. And if you missed a call for a day, no one went crazy.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> you didn't have that ulcer burning through your gut the whole time. There is not one split second where you were not expected to have checked in on everyone and responded. Sure. sure. Right. And
2: what was really funny is when pagers first came out, mm-hmm. I think in the late 80s and all the comics got pagers. Everybody had to have
1: a pager. Yeah, it was the next uh, way to just yeah. start stressing and out over what you're missing. They're staring at their pager, waiting for somebody to call. It, it was that? the precursor. It was the precursor
2: <laughs> yeah. of our phones. Oh, yeah. yeah, pager. I hope they call me. Did you call? And then they'd call them.
1: Did you call? Is my pager working? That's an old pager two weeks ago, you idiot. (laughs) Look at the date. Oh, there's a date. No, no, you got to push the button to find the date, you idiot. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Little pager makes monkey man an idiot.
0: (laughs) I remember in college I had a toll saver when i would call to check yeah totally. And favorite. if it p- picked up on the second ring i had a message which was hopefully work but if it went to third ring i was depressed <laughs> cuz i knew nobody called yeah, I right. was like oh i'm not working this weekend right, <laughs> right. So right. right. the imagination takes yeah, over yeah, from yeah. There. and the answering machines
2: you know would always like mess up when you'd be out on the road and you know you'd forget to turn them on or something and or if they were if they if they didn't work you know i had one friend that called his place and The answer machine didn't pick up. Mm -hmm. He had been robbed. Oh, but he stolen everything out of, out of his apartment. He's like, You better go check on that. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Everything's gone. It'd be
0: great if you got, got a call two days later. Hey, just uh, your mom called, just FYI. Yeah, yeah. Albert <laughs> Brooks had a it. funny
2: line in his mother movie where he, she goes, Oh, I've got to get my answer machine fixed. He goes, You don't fix them, mom. You throw them away and buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Did you ever head up to the uh, Catskills? I did a few times. Yeah. With Roger, I did a,
1: a bunch of shows. Oh, yeah. And some of our stuff was, was sort of a standard, and here we are in our tuxes doing a bit, even sure, though sure. we're long-haired hippies. But we didn't have enough of it for it to not to roll into real Overton and Sullivan material, which is all about, you know, some guy uh, uh, commercial for uh, weed over booze right, just right. to de-stress and uh, – Stuff like that and talking a guy down on the ledge when everyone's tripping on acid and <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it, uh, The Carlin derivative. The Carlin kind of derivative, stuff. Cheech and Chong, sure, sure. Yeah. had an effect on us at yeah, that sure, time. Sure, of course. Yeah. And so uh, it made for, there'd be the person who booked you who's the all smile person kind of strange smile still holding the smile what the fuck smile and still still smile but okay all right and then they see we would start to get a laugh out of the some some of the people yeah and this starts almost return we'd have them to two-thirds back to an actual smile by the end (laughs) but uh it wasn't really our venue but we had to say we did it for the experience oh
0: sure was it a lot of blue hairs or just Uh really conservative or both I, a conservative then didn't mean what it means now. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, you can see the conservative with their "Hey, I'm with it" sideburns, and the, remember when Nixon was trying to "Hey, peace" and yeah, everyone yeah. like that that whole movement to to sort of rebrand as the what led to be later the uh, kinder, more compassionate. George Bush uh, right, yeah. senior, kind of compassionate conservative. Mm-hmm. It was the move to try and be like that. And, hey, I'm with it with the kids. And sure, I can sure. laugh at all your hip stuff, too. It was just <laughs> the beginning of that. So we would coast on that a little bit. But it wasn't our favorite crowd. It right. Just, it's a gig. And the thought of being paid for what's on your mind startles me to this day. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing, you know, it's good work if you can
0: get Yeah, yeah, for sure. How did uh, how did the punk magician go over with old people? <laughs> you know, it, it it would just about work on just about any, There
2: was a few times where I mean, you'd go into this like uh, venue and there would be a harpist opening for you and everybody would <laughs> be in tuxedo and gowns and the, <laughs> Pull woman, on harp. the woman would come over and say we have a diverse group of people tonight we don't want you to do anything that would offend anyone and so they you'd have to chunk it and not do it you know right. you get into certain but then i played army bases where i had generals and very conservative military brass and I unleashed it on them full blast, and they loved it. Yeah. You know, they started yelling right back at me, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> so you never know. You never know. It's just a fun,
0: crazy, you know. Sure. I Fun saw uh, a clip of you this morning when I was doing my research before the show. I do research before my show. Wow, thank cool. you. That's impressive. Uh, and one of one of your uh, evening at the Improv's uh, oh, was hosted uh, by uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers. That's right. That's right. And I tried <laughs> I to get her to say
2: a very funny line. I, I remember um, trying to get her to say, "He's this. He's that. He's everything but funny." Please welcome Greg Travis. Right. And she wouldn't do it. She was like, "Oh no, that they'll they'll think I'm being mean." Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. like, "No, they." won't it'll be fun you know it'll be funny and she was like oh i better not <laughs> <laughs> i did that show a long time the weirdest one was uh vincent price
0: really he hosted I, he I he was, was there for one time you are yeah. on that one yeah,
2: yeah. oh that's awesome vincent price and stacy Keach, and yeah we had a lot of great i was
1: timothy leary's comedy coach yeah when he timothy hosted. leary host one of them yeah i was his yeah. coach oh were you oh, oh cool run the material for the week
2: oh that's right he tried to do a stand-up bit for that's right and yeah. i was
1: there with a notebook. Uh,
0: For the uh, the young listeners who don't know who Timothy Leary
1: is. He was this, uh, in the 60s, uh, university professor who was into the sort of uh, mind expansion, the beginnings of the tune in, drop out. Mm-hmm. Right. His whole thing on, was,
2: yeah, drop out, tune, tune out. in, uh, drop out
1: and turn on. Turn on. Yeah. yeah. And do a LSD, the sort of The, acid the, early, the early LSD that was mm-hmm. the clinical stuff right. for experiments and things like that. And he was doing that stuff. And then went on to. Do stand up apparently. Do on stand 80s. up and he <laughs> well, became a later, huge proponent of the really early internet. Stand <laughs>
2: up. He had a book he
1: was promoting. Yeah, yeah. And It sort yeah.
2: of
0: was like a talk about his book. Sure. Uh, humorous to be lecture. Funny,
2: you know, lecture. Yeah. Okay. Humorous be, lecture.
0: Yeah. Did he have a. Listen, I've only read some of his stuff and read about him. Did he have any kind of sense of humor or. Mm, not it's really.
1: It's not like a, like a regular comedian's sense of humor as much as it was. You could see him make, finding the mm-hmm. light in his points and, oh, cool. and stuff like that. He was very much on point. Uh, You could say he was unfocused or this or that, but not when he got to talk about the things he was truly passionate about. Then he was like a laser beam.
0: Sure, sure, of course.
2: Well, I mean, he's talking about very... Human growth potential, scientific things about migrating to other planets, Mm -hmm. and what are we going to do when we live on the humanity's future, stuff like that. And so there's not a lot of, I mean, it was very hard to mix humor in with those concepts. People were just looking at him cross-eyed; they didn't know what he was talking about. Which
0: is odd, because every time I did acid, laughed my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how I point out uh, maybe our young listeners should learn about Timothy Leary when they obviously know who Dr. Joyce Brothers is. I did. Yeah. No, I didn't. He got the very first Newton, and he oh, was really? showing it to me. And oh, we were cool! Playing with it at his house in the early '90s,
1: and I was trying to write script, and it would guess what word. And we were doing really? haiku poems with it, guessing all the wrong words and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Same the same thing you can do with Siri now when you
0: dictate yeah. a text, <laughs> right. and then go,
1: "Oh, I didn't mean to tell you that."
0: <laughs> so, what would, off the top of your head, uh, worst gig you did, Greg?
2: Uh, oh, there was many. And that could be
0: that could be defined as performance audience venue. Mm-hmm. I was only fired once. And that wasn't week, really so. my
2: fault because I um, I was I was hung up by having dinner with somebody and I didn't make it back to the show on mm-hmm. time. Uh, that wasn't really a worst gig. I guess uh, there was in, in South Carolina. I was in this really little funky comedy club and um, there was an accountant that had been given the position of manager of the club because somebody else fell out. And she really didn't understand comedy and how it worked. She was in the accounting department, the office. So anyway, I'm doing the second show on a Friday night. I've got a great little group of girls on a bachelorette party. Awesome. Awesome. And they are just having the best time. So I went a little bit long and I still haven't finished up. And and, and so finally uh, they cut off the drinks and I go, oh, come on, open the bar, let my people drink. And I'm trying to sell more drinks. And, and she goes, you've done your time. The show is over <laughs> from the back of the room. And I'm like, what?
1: That's, I remember this. Yeah.
2: And so then they cut the mic out on me. I keep going because you're not going to stop me sure. at that point. I was very very rebellious and independent. And so then they turned the light out on me. And so then I'm like, now I'm pissed. So I go off. I go, what is going on? Are you crazy? And so she goes, it's over. We have to go. We got to shut this down. I'm like, let me go back up, turn it back on. Let me finish up my act. And then we'll uh, just give me two minutes. Let me finish at least the proper way. And so I did that. They turned everything back on. I went up. I wrapped it up. But it was like me and it was like some sort of, uh, you know, sit down in a Godfather movie or something afterwards to, you know, to straighten all this out. Because there was another manager that was up in the office while all this was going on. So it was just, it was so insane and came from such a strange place. Just just to shut it down? Yeah, to like, yeah, she wanted to leave early (laughs) was basically her thing, you know, and was just shutting down the headline comedian because she wanted to go home that never happens I mean Irvine three weeks ago so (laughs) insane and then of course there was all the gigs where you know you had all the hecklers and you had in straight crazy crowds
1: yeah yeah, heckler stories. Opening
2: acts who would kill the crowd before you'd get up there. Oh yeah, the heckler. You
1: know? The heckler uh, is clearly should have been thrown out, but no one. Yeah, but no him. One, So it's up yeah. to you to kick him out, and then you the have a reputation wasn't... as a troublemaker. Right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually bigger than the bouncer at that place, <laughs> and so it's oh, all you really. Me, you can put on. All right, man, here we go. And then they, oh, and because they're embarrassed that they didn't do their job right, they preemptively strike what will be their reputation being described later by saying, oh, he's a big troublemaker, right. you know. But they're leaving out a critical element as to why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was heckling the whole show. Yeah. And people applauded when I escorted him out. Right. So, mm. my yeah, of course that's embarrassing for you. I can see why you don't want people to know that, but that's the truth of the story.
2: Yeah. I had a hockey player and I'd gotten his girlfriend up to do The Punk Magician. I'd sprayed cards on his, fa- his father, mm-hmm. father in law. I'd like assaulted his entire table, the basically. Punk they were right up front with my act. And he wanted to kick my ass. He was waiting for me in the hallway after the show. And he was like, You think that's funny what right. you did? You know, I had to hide in the manager's office while he calmed him <laughs> down. He literally was uh, going to get me. Way know? to pick a hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't go for the chess player <laughs> in the he audience. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't come to a comedy
0: club if you're humorless or, you know, if oh, you have yeah. no sense of humor whatsoever. I would like to meet somebody who will admit they don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, Everybody, everybody you they, talk they, yeah. to Oh yeah I have a yeah. great sense of humor Nobody oh, yeah. thinks so.
1: Yeah Try try an online dating site Where they say They want a man With a sense of humor <laughs> yeah. yeah You, exactly. you mean a, pro, a professional Sense of humor Until <laughs> they You ready to sit You ready to yeah. sit through that uh, Yeah They all say that No I meant like You make a face When we take a picture Yeah Oh that kind of Sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> The you don't get paid For it version yeah. <laughs> No I just mean Someone who's has got fun <laughs>
0: No
1: Not a negative comedian who Deconstructs everything No to somebody, find what's wrong with it because that's the only funny part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not somebody who's trying their bits out on me on dinner. <laughs> or, or when you're being facetious or, or sarcastic,
2: they don't get it. You oh, know? yeah. They, they take everything you say seriously. Yeah. And you're like, you know, uh, should I water the flowers less when it's hot like this? Like, no, I think you should water him more. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, come on, I'm joking. You got to you know,
0: stay the, with me. You the know? running joke between me and my wife is, because my wife is so literal. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, it's like every joke is just like, mm, I don't, knock, I don't, knock. Yeah. Don't you use the doorbell? You know, just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. That, there's something that happened somewhere like
2: in the 90s where everybody went literal with right, everything, yeah, yeah. you know. I think it's computers that's
0: <laughs> to blame. Uh, that's worst weird. gig off the top of your head, Rick can you think of uh
1: well there was one where i got someone down south was threatening to cut me in half with a shotgun and cops had to escort me out wow so my politics this is right when i was starting to do reagan material sure sure just when he was getting really popular and i thought even these light bits i was doing yeah would not hit that button but that's back when it was a it was on it was a yeah. fight with the suddenly the the southern strategy had kicked in mm-hmm. and that was a pretty spooky week cuz they they said well we're 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 on the lookout if he shows up at the club yeah yeah well that's good, that's good you didn't <laughs> just round him up for a death threat but you're just going to keep an eye out for him if he shows up at the club or when I'm walking to the cab after the club <laughs> gee there wouldn't be any place he could slip in any th- any point through there and uh that was one of the more interesting gigs. Uh, yeah, wow. There's been ones, like that one where I was at a club up in Northern California, and uh, I had to bounce this guy out because no one was doing it. He was wrecking the show, and they are just letting it happen. And I uh, had to see him out. Oh, wow. And then the club was kind of you know, offended that I did that against their authority. They're like the sale of the drink. Superseded the the sort the, of integrity, the, the quality of the, of the show. And that's a lot of the comedy clubs. They're just run by you know restaurant school graduates who just bark at everyone like staff. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I had one guy do that because I went long, and he got really irritated at me. Like, who are you to go long and not get off when you're supposed to? And I'm like, the comedian, <laughs> the headliner.
0: The yeah, comedic? yeah.
2: That's who I am. You know, it's a Friday night, third show. Yeah. But what the hell difference does it make? You it's know? like,
1: I got a liquor license to think about, man. What about me? Do you yeah. ever think about my liquor license? <laughs> well, I see his point too, but is, it's kind of an artless, great, graceless way of talking to yeah. someone that you right. know is supposed to do a nuanced thing for your. And we are, if we are the delivery system for your alcohol, yeah, yeah, you should, you know, make sure that the missile's working correctly, right. and, yeah. and on the on the lift and being serviced. <laughs>
0: um, so you bring up an interesting point because on my last episode, uh, a young comic named Nick Youssef was talking about doing real kind of anti-Bush material at a military school got booed off the stage, you you know? um, Would you, during those Reagan years when you were really doing stuff, would you you alter your material at all in the South after getting threatened to be cut in half with a sawed-off shotgun, or?
1: If you'll see my uh, HBO 91... Special I did, which I will put up clips of it on the website. Thanks. Uh, I am. It, it occurred to me after some of the weak failures of the Democrats that mm-hmm. we're being played with, played sap, with a, a two sided puppet show with one guy working the puppets. You know? Sure, sure. And I mentioned that in that special, but it started to dawn on me during those events, mm-hmm. and it hadn't occurred to me. I was kind of entrenched in a side. Yeah. And it started to shake me out of sides after that.
0: Yeah, And yeah. now
1: I don't see it as those sides. I think there are sides. I just don't think they're the ones assigned by our glow boxes.
0: Right. I no, think I, I agree with you 100%, but I was just curious as, you know, maybe before that 91 special when you were in the South doing entire yeah. reagan would you soften it up? Would you I just steer didn't Oh from shit. <laughs> okay. well, I would It just do, didn't happen after that.
2: You know, I would hit him hard, but I would just touch upon it yeah. and with like one or two jokes and make fun of Reagan or make fun of Bush in a very – pretty hard-hitting way and then move on you know i wouldn't dwell on it to the point of like doing a long bit about it but you know i mean i think republicans have just as much sense of humor if you do it in such a way it's i think when you get vindictive and mean and angry about Mm -hmm. it that you're going about it the wrong way yeah i think as long as you keep it part of a comedy show that you can get away with just about
0: anything yeah. you know? I'm always curious cuz I I don't do I don't do any politics in stand up but I do a lot of religion cuz my dad was a preacher so mm-hmm. I do a lot of religious stuff and
2: and people can get bent out of shape about people that People can get bent out of shape yeah. about
0: that but it's just like you said if you keep it humorous and non-vindictive and just you know save that for being drunk after the show yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne was pretty good at making gargantuan points without bitch-slapping aside He mm-hmm. would he would
0: Dwayne Mark Twain. Oh, Mark. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Duane. Mark Twain. Oh, Mark Sam Twain. Clemens. Yeah. Oh, uh, Val Kilmer. He's at the comedy yeah. store this weekend, right? Is that's, that's right. The same one. Yeah. He's he's one of, he's, I he's.
1: I would gay. like to do, let's go. Yeah. Let's get a ticket and go see. Somebody
0: that. said that was really good. Actually, my yeah, friend I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about it. Cool. Maybe, well, let's let's
0: set it up and do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, guys, you're on.
0: No deal. All right. It has to be before Saturday because I go to Canada for four weeks. I think it's over Saturday. I think the 27. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. You were saying Twain said. I'm sorry, I interrupted. I thought you said Dwayne. Well, Dwayne yeah, was he good had at, at, really at
1: talking about human nature, about mm-hmm. our light and dark side, rather than it's this group of people or that. And he would he would gently poke every side that was a party. He kind of had the Carlin theory of once you think you're a thing or an organization, and you start all dogmatically acting like each other, it all falls apart.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. And as a comedian, you really have to be. Uh, play both sides you can't take yourself seriously mm-hmm. you know a lot of left-wing p- politic uh, or comedians left-wing politics but they take that seriously yeah you know and they'll get all bent out of shape if you make fun of that too mm-hmm. oh man come on we're the good
1: guys you know yeah. well, oh you'll never run into a more sensitive crowd on the one word how did you jump on that word and turn and make your own sentence out of that but you'll get it the soonest and hardest and worst and be the most surprised and knocked off balance yeah. by like a group at a charity benefit. Oh, yeah. thinking they'll be the ones that laugh and all they're thinking of. You're not two hundred and fifty dollars funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're you're twenty dollars
0: funny. Um, we touched on bat. Any standout gigs of your favorite, correct? Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, opening
2: for share was a mixed bag. One night I got booed off stage because we were 45 minutes late Right, and CNN mm. was there. And sure, it was sure. on the news that night, and that was pretty depressing. And then I said, well, I'll never let that happen again. So then the next night I did, I came out as David Bowie and oh, did cool. my David Bowie impression. <laughs> what era, David Bowie? Uh, that was the Moonlighting Tour okay. with the yellow and the blonde yeah, 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 yeah. I had the whole outfit. And I, I announced that David Bowie would be opening for share. And then I stumped my toe on a... Monitor speaker and hopped off stage like Jerry Lewis on one foot,
0: <laughs> and uh, told him
2: that uh, due to technical difficulties Bowie would no longer continue. But please welcome the comedy style of Greg Travis. And so then I went out as myself and had a great set. Oh, awesome! One of the best, you know, ever. and uh, Yeah, they 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 were like, "What happened to Bowie? What, what is that all about?" <laughs> oh,
1: that's you yeah. you, you, you Andy'd him from the yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It
2: was very much influenced by Steve Martin and uh, Andy. Uh, Kaufman coming up. I love the put on humor and the sort of the. The humor where you're not quite sure where the comic's coming from. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, a standout fun gig for you that stands out in your mind of the past? A fun gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening right now. It's called <laughs> Set List.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah Set List is oh, the most okay. fun I've had in so long. It's this improvised stand up show where you're on stage and there's a projection screen off to your side and you don't know what you're going to start talking about. And they'll put up, for me, like I got corn versus porn. Right, right. And you just have to save your ass and talk about it like it's been your act the whole time for awesome. years and uh it makes the machine that writes yeah. turn into this schwarzenegger dense fist of a muscle
0: that's great and uh it's a show in england Did I, is that right is uh that it's on show?
1: sky tv it sky will be G- in uh, the uh in the all of the their commonwealth uh, oh. hopefully you okay. know is what we're hoping that everywhere sky goes is that
2: paul Provenza's show or?
1: Yes, and Troy Conrad, right? Yeah, Paul Provinza and Troy Conrad. Troy created it, Paul produced it, and uh, got it going, and now it's a series. Oh, great. So it's this Saturday at, uh, I don't know, when are we playing? We're going up Monday, so it'll be right That'll after be that. it
0: this last Saturday. Okay, it was great. Thanks, how did I do? <laughs> you did awesome. What, talk Thank about you. your best, best uh, set I've ever <laughs> seen you do. Best set I've seen you do. Um, what's coming up for you, Greg? What can we where can we, can uh, we find I've you? I've been working on a movie at, uh, it's... Uh, Midlife,
2: it's called Midlife and the website is midlifemovie.com Okay, great. Hope to have it finished
0: up in another month or so and uh gonna try to get it out by the end of the year. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And before you go Rick, uh what's where can we find you? What's going on? Um we'll look for you at Setlist. Yes, yes. Your yes. regular
1: Setlist. And look for the Zeitgeist Festival. Okay, on Zeitgeist. 4th. Okay. okay. Of August at the Avalon Theater in Los Angeles. You awesome. got some movies there.
2: or shows coming up, don't you?
1: Uh, don't that, you have
2: movies coming out.
1: Well, they're they're they've been shot, but I mean, they're not on the festival circuit yet. Okay, gotcha, yet. Gotcha. And uh, you know, you shoot them and then you wait, yeah. and then see who says what. Sure, sure. Welcome sure. to the 21st century. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I have a comedy, a zombie comedy called Dug Up for uh, for all of the um, zombie, zombie fans okay, cool. out there. It's a very funny, uh, kind of a southern fried. Uh, I play a sheriff. And awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It's When's it out? Dug Up. It's being sold. It'll probably come out towards the end of the year, maybe towards Christmas. Cool, yeah, uh, yeah man. Gone, but it's very funny. That's great. Yeah, Greg awesome. is a horror icon.
1: Oh yeah, uh, no, he's yeah, one maybe. of the. He's one of the. Oh sure. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. I was in a cult yeah.
2: movie that was uh, Humanoids from the Deep was oh, my first part awesome. in movies, which is a kind of a cult film.
1: Uh, Starship Troopers. He's oh, the yeah. news Parter bitten in half. Oh of course, split yes, yes, yes. They were shake. He says Verhoeven made him shake back and forth on that mechanical jaw back and forth all night. Yeah, they had me on the
2: jaws of the bug and I almost them. knocked my
0: head into the rocks.
1: <laughs> three <laughs> we almost killed you, man. They're the crew guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dead.
0: I watched that three Christmases ago for the oh, first really? time. Yeah. It was my best Christmas, <laughs> my favorite Christmas ever. Yeah, it's become a cult movie classic. <laughs> oh today. yeah, it was yes, awesome. I love it. Yeah, um, guys, I can't thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Um, thanks. For so thanks hours. a lot. It was so much fun. Oh, great. Yeah, thanks. great. And thanks, Michelle Stein, for helping us set this thank up. You, Michelle. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. I'll uh, talk to you guys in September. Thanks a lot. You wanna know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarves, strippers waving guns, and bees fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette, <coughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle lights like doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.